It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome to Done Being Single. And... What are we going to talk about today? Oh, well, today is suddenly single. Now what? Let's mingle. Okay. We could do that. Suddenly single. Yeah. That means you just got dumped. Or you just uh, dumped somebody. Yes, or right. Hmm. So. Welcome to the single world. Yeah. Newly dumpies exactly. or dumpers. Right. Or... It could be exciting. It could be exhilarating. Or it could be scary as hell. Okay. Uh, it could be anything you want to make of it. But mostly it's probably scary. And I, and yes, it could be scary. It, yeah, being newly single would be scary. No, it's going to be. It's it's prepare for impact. Assume well. the position. And because you know what, I've been. Do you know? How many, do you know how many times I've been suddenly single? No. I've been suddenly single more times than anybody you'll ever know. Okay. Why, why do you say that? Because I was always suddenly single. Yeah, you're, you're always. I was always suddenly single. You were always in the midst of being broken up with or breaking up, right? Or in between, right? Or... And there's a there's definitely an action plan hmm. that one needs, male or female, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We've got a great guest today. She is fantastic, Lauren Francis. She's going to break it down for those of you who are suddenly single, new to the dating market. Uh, you don't know what's what, and she's and we all are going to give you practical tips, best practices, so action plans. What happens when uh, you are in the throes of being dumped? I wouldn't know that, but uh, no, it's not true. I think I, I've, I've been. Let me think. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. You know, you're such. You're. I think I've been. <laughs> I've had to have been dumped before. I, you're like my Ed McMahon. <laughs> I'm your straight man? You're my straight man. Because I... <laughs> apparently, I'm the only one here who's gone through dating hell. You've gone You've been spared. Hell. You've uh, just sat there and just kind of like, okay. That's not you're, necessarily you're, true. I've had my share of hell. Not really. It's not easy breaking up with somebody either. You've dumped. I've dumped. I've been, I've been dumped. And you have been dumped. But you've not mm-hmm. nearly... Okay, so so I'm sure that men have uh, a plan. Maybe they don't. I don't know. We're going to get into that, too, because even though... Lauren, men do have a plan. Yeah, it's get laid as... Yeah, absolutely. ASAP. It is... It is uh, she is out next. Yeah, that's not our plan. Anyone will do. That is not a plan. That is not a smart plan. I agree, but it is a plan. Maybe for you guys... I'm, not for women. I think that men have a tendency to not. That's not. Care you know what I. No, sorry. About the what the what the uh, the object of their plan is, I think that it's just to implement a plan and put it in action and 
get into some action quickly because right, because their ego needs it immediately. Of course, because the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Uh-huh. That's really well put. Addendum to what I just said about how women shouldn't get laid so fast after coming out of a something. Mm-hmm. I, that's not true. I wanted that's not altogether true because I think that there is a time and place uh, for as what our Nikki Hodgson said for a quick shag. You know, you need it when you need it. You need it. But that's okay when both people state that, and it's be, it becomes that's that's the plan for both of you. It works for both of you. Yeah. Well, you got to know you have to both be on the same it page. It can't be one sided. Yeah, but I, I just, I still wouldn't recommend it. I just don't, it's just too risky, too, you leave yourself open. Uh, but we're going to talk about that too. Sex, you know, sex after your, how do you do it when you're right out of a marriage, or you're divorced, you're separated. Okay. Uh, you know, God, I hope I never know that feeling, but I have been single and suddenly single so many times. I can tell you every little thing about it. It sucks. Except it sucks, but you get over it. You mm-hmm. get over it. You will survive. Gloria Gaynor <laughs> is right. Yes. You you will survive. You won't die. It's fine. You're gonna you'll be fine, everybody listening to this. But there are definite there are things that you can do to expedite the healing process. Like what? Not have sex. <laughs> no. Uh, what can you do to expedite it? Oh, Take care of yourself. Get some therapy. Uh, take a dating break, maybe a little bit. Uh, well, reevaluate. Some pampering. You have to. I mean, there's a whole list. You have to reevaluate what just happened. Take a breath. Take a step back. Look at what just happened, and if you can take an overview of it, that would be wonderful. Because what you want to avoid are patterns, and look at the last two, three relationships you just got out of. Are there similar patterns to the breakup? Were you broken up with all three times? Is there something to be said about the complaints that have been made about you? If that's the case, you need to address it. Don't be afraid. Absolutely. And confront it. Yeah, absolutely. Self-reflection. Or if you're the one breaking up with somebody and you have similar complaints about that person, that may be your issue, not their issue. Of course, yeah. So it's very important that you are not afraid of confronting these type of things in the mirror, uh, or else you will continue these patterns. Yeah, uh, like I said, um, bend over and <laughs> assume the position. Okay. Okay? It's going to be an interesting ride. Single life is an interesting, fantastic sometimes really um tough motherfucker it's okay well uh, especially when you're new to it okay but we've we were so there for so long and you know i feel like saying to people don't worry you know don't just just take as you said take a breath it's not fright it may be frightening in the beginning but we are going to give you some great tips and tools to Excellent. make the ride a little easier. Why don't we uh, talk about Lauren? And okay. This is uh, our guest, Lauren Francis. She has been called the Flirt Fairy by Victoria's Secret, the Doctor of Love by Extra. 
an L.A. celebrity love coach and fairy godmother by her faithful fans. She is regarded as one of the world's leading experts in the art of online dating and digital romance, and her uniquely effective advice helps women to create self-esteeming and empowered relationships in every phase of dating and relationships. She's been featured on numerous TV shows like The Doctors, Bravo's The Real Housewives, HLN, OWN, and in publications like Glamour, Women's Health, Self Magazine, Cosmo, Elle Magazine, Flaunt Magazine, and LA Magazine. This woman's been up. She's been around in the good way. She's also author dating. She's the author of Dating, Mating, and Manhandling, the Ornithological Guide to Men which became a bestseller and has been translated into eight languages. Her live seminars, teleclasses, and j- digital programs have helped women create countless bodice-ripping romances and magnificent marriages across the globe. She recently launched Love Script, Bath, Body, and Boudoir, which is being featured in FabFitFun's add-on program once again this summer, and you can get her free weekly love and relationship advice by joining her Love Scripts newsletter at laurenfrancis.com. Lauren Francis! Welcome to hey. Done Being Single. Hey, Lauren. Hi, guys. How are you? Come on Great. in. Great. How are you? Good. Love what you're wearing. Can't see a thing. Oh, we can't see you. I can't see you. I'm sure it's bodice ripping, though. <laughs> it is. Sexy I'm as hell. Perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, you are gosh. the sexiest. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> so, Lauren, okay. I've got a million questions starting with how did you become a dating coach? Mm. That is a fantastic question. Well, you know, like Oprah says, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, I was the person that all of my girlfriends would call when they were suddenly single or when they needed to learn how to flirt. So I actually had a group of single women and uh, I was dating, mating and manhandling a lot, which is also the name of my book. And so what we did was we went to a bar as one does with single women and we created what we called the man trap pack and it was for the purposes of me teaching them how to spot lure and flirt with lovebirds and i was the leader of the pack and there was a scout and a sniper and a lookout and a lot of fun uh relationships long-term relationships one night relationships kind of got formed and then women started cycling in and out of this man trap pack um as people got uh uh, you know, uh, off of the market, so to speak. And so that really was the beginning. And then I wrote a book called dating, mating and manhandling and which has been translated now in eight languages. And I was, I was like, Oh, it'd be great if this was in a Victoria's secret store. And then I got scouted by them and I did a tour with my book as their flirt fairy. And then I started teaching and coaching and I do a lot of, you know, man magnet makeovers where women fly in from around the world for online dating profiles and photographs and do a lot of one-on-one coaching and interviews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how it, it's, but it started very organically just because I really have, I mean, I was the girl that asked for fishnet stockings when I was, I swear to God, six (laughs) and got them because my uncle Nat was awesome. Yeah, so I've just always been fascinated with Jane Austen and flirting and Victorian romance novels. So there we go. So I love everything about the art of romance. Okay. Well, we have a we have a, a minute before we have to take our first break, but uh, you obviously heard what we were talking about in the first segment here mm-hmm. about all of a sudden finding... Suddenly single. Mm-hmm. Being suddenly single. Yes. And so we want to get into what it is that you think are the best 
tips and advice you have for people that are find themselves either on, on either end of being suddenly single, whether they are the dumpy or the dumper. That's a terrible expression. Both of them, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the thing that everything has in common is single. <laughs> whether right. you dump somebody or you've been dumped. You're right. Or now single. Okay. Well, we're going to go to our first break and we will be right back with Lauren Francis. And we're back with Lauren Francis. So I have uh, a little crush, girl crush on Lauren. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And I need to ask her, single woman experience do you draw from when you're working with clients? My own personal experience? Yes. You know, well, I think that everything, I'm not single now, I'm partnered, but I have been single at different points in my life. And I also have coached, I, I mean, I've had tens of thousands of clients just through my online programs and worked with thousands of people just in seminars and then um, one-on-one. So I have, you know, if I haven't had the direct experience about it, you know, I've coached someone that has had experience. So all that's really informed my understanding about what the experience is for women uh, when they are single. Yes. Are you married now? No, I'm partnered, and which also which also counts. Not yeah. everybody wants to get remarried. You've been married. I've been in long-term relationships that were like marriages, but without the marriage. So thirteen year long, long, really long-term relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. I and have I've also not spent time dating in the field. You know, definitely done my time dating in the field. That's what I'm saying. I I feel a sisterhood here with you because I, I I have not had long-term relationships but have been single as I was saying for for you know so long that I have like this uh, wealth of information that it, I think it works I think that you know, it's not it's not for everybody but I do think that you do get if you're out there long enough you do get the lay of the land but what I think is interesting right now in the culture and what's confusing for people is that the dating right now, if you're single, is very different than it was even two years ago or five years ago. And I have clients in every age category. So I've got a client that I launched online who's in her 80s and is dating. And she is on Match and she's also on uh, Tinder, believe it or not. So there, you know, that, that, and she had like an extremely, a brilliant marriage for many years. And so... You know, when people are suddenly single, sometimes they're widowed, sometimes people were ill, you know, they had partners for a long time. So the technology has really impacted and the the rapidity of the change and the transformation, you know, like Match.com used to be the only place in town. And then before that, there were personal ads. And then before that, there was just like getting set up by your mother. Speaking of which. Back of your photograph. So, hey, wanna work, do you want to work with my mom? She's single. <laughs> yes, I love working. And she's I in her 80s, working. although she'd kill I'm me if I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the, uh, the older population is actually the highest growth population for STDs. Everybody needs to wear a condom. Oh, my gosh. It is. It's a thing. So, okay, yeah, I can't, everybody I, needs dating safety, safety uh, tips and self-esteeming dating tips no matter what generation you're in. I don't think my mother's had sex since 1974. You'd be surprised. Since the Nixon administration. No, you'd be surprised. Okay, so Lauren, I'm assuming you've been suddenly single at one point or another in your life. And 
What? Don't, don't I, assume. I don't. Okay, maybe she hasn't, but maybe she has. And and if she has, what? I'd love to know what steps you took when you found yourself suddenly single. Well, here's the thing about being single. The thing about being single is that sometimes, I mean, as you were kind of sharing at the top of the show, you know, you're talking about being dumped or getting dumped. Sometimes relationships run their course. And I do feel like sometimes, you know, there is like that kind of advice where people should wait for a long time before they date again. And I don't really agree with it. (laughs) Sorry to be contradictory, but I think sometimes people really do a lot of mourning inside of relationships that aren't working. And certainly people that have like partners who have had long and protracted illnesses, which was, you know, fortunately not my case or my personal experience, but I have a lot of clients who, you know, their partners maybe, uh, you know, have been kind of ill for quite anyway, they're ready to date and they want to, and they want to live and they want to have a life. So I don't think, I think that you can do a lot of mourning in a lot of different ways. And I feel like the most important thing about when, when clients work with me and they are newly single, sometimes a lot of women, you know, a lot of women can be in be lost in a single space for a very long period of time. And like you were sharing on the show, men will often kind of get back out there a little quicker. And certainly if there's divorces, you know, sometimes, you know, widowers, you know, that's that old joke, you know, there's like a line of women with casseroles outside of the, mm-hmm. you know, outside of his door. But with, um, with women, sometimes if you go through a really difficult breakup, uh, a lot of women can go, okay, I'm just going to, go to therapy and focus on my life, which is not a bad thing. I'm a big fan of it. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll start dating once the kids are out of high school or I'll start dating once I really get my career where I want it to be. And years can go by. So you can go from being suddenly single to eternally single. And so what I do is um, my work is really about how to get a big vision of love and how to raise your dating expectations for yourself, like what do you really want to create? And instead of coming into the dating space from a place of lowered expectations or being wounded, you know, what, you know, what is your biggest vision of love? And then really kind of getting a man plan about how to kind of put your love life back on track. Or basically, you know, I always say like, what would be the evolutionary leap? What would be the big change? You know, what would be a heart healing relationship? And what are those dynamics? And then how do you go find them? And because I'm a leading expert in online dating, I think that the best thing that women can do is to write a really thoughtful, like romantic profile and really start dating. I think that that's really, I think it's really not more complicated than that. Okay, so I, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I wish I had someone like you when I was single all those times over and over again. And uh, I never thought of having a dating coach. I never thought, I didn't even know they existed. But I will say one thing, having been doing in in my work as a life coach and dating coach and having been doing this podcast for over a year, here's what I would say is that the beauty of having a coach, I think, is that they ask you the hard questions. They make you look at the hard truths of yourself. And that is a great thing to have someone say, what do you want? What are you looking for? Where do you think you're going wrong? Where would you like to go? I really do. I don't poo poo it at all. 
I think yeah. that I think that our work is really needed because whoever no one asked me that. No one asked right. me those questions when I was single for 150 years. I wish someone had. Well, and also, you know, there were kind of like no dating coaches when I started. I started my work, I don't know, in like 2005, I think my book. I, yeah, like 2005-6. So I was doing this. I've been doing this for quite a while. And, you know, the thing is that therapists, a lot of women go to therapists, but therapists won't say to you, you need bangs. <laughs> or you need a makeover. Or they won't say to you, here's how to stop sexting, you know, mm-hmm. or here's how to, you know, I would say if you don't want to, you know, if, uh, don't invite men indoors unless you want to get naked because when you might invite men in, they just want to get naked. So it's true. You know, some dating practices, you know, really good dating practices and skills, especially for people in their thirties, forties, fifties, we've got a whole culture that's like suddenly single, you know, the divorce rate is 50%, I think of all married people get divorced. And so we have a whole crop of people who are suddenly single, and a lot of a lot of people have different diverging relationship goals. So you can't assume that people want the same things that you want. And so really learning how to vet partners for a relationship by really you know knowing how to vet them, knowing how to date effectively, knowing how to um, brand yourself properly. If you're dating online, you are a like romantic, I call it, you are a romantic lifestyle brand. So how do you market um, yourself? How do you market yourself? And then how do you handle the technology of it? You know, how do you stop getting ghosted? So all my work is my work is really about specifically focused on teaching women um, how to be self-esteeming and proactive in the area of relationship. And so I have like a little funny story about this. So, um, you know, I always say that women, uh, you know, are really trained from an early age that they are not supposed to have to work at creating love, right? We're supposed to get picked. And I call it the romantic coaching that we got from the Brothers Grimm. And this is where all of the fairy tales for little girls, when I was growing up, were Sleeping Beauty, who pricked her finger on a spindle, and Snow White, who was poisoned by an apple and went into a coma, and Sleeping Beauty, actually she pricked her finger on a spindle. But they're always doing housework and they're always going into comas. So like the message really is you just have to be unconscious and some man will come and find you. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that everybody that's single, if you're 30 or over and you're single, everybody's been heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been heartbroken. The men have been heartbroken. The women have been heartbroken. So it's really how do you create, um, you know what I I call it a love out of legend. How do you create a heart healing relationship? And that re- that's really what my work is centered about. And that's what I'm the most excited about supporting people in creating. And people do create it. They do create, you know, incredible marriages or relationships that they never, they've never had before. But, you know, m- often it's kind of finding new tools and getting a deeper vision about what it is that you want to create. And that's where we come in. Because no one asked me those questions. And maybe had they, maybe if someone just sat me down or if I knew of someone that I could have hired to ask me what it is that I want and then someone firm enough to give me the tough love that I probably needed. And you mentioned something about makeovers and I have a question about that. 
how do you diplomatically tell a woman that she needs a makeover or I mean how or, or even a man like how do you do that without hurting someone's feelings I usually don't they come to me <laughs> because they look at my you know I've done a bunch of them you know they've been featured on a bunch of tv shows and they're on my website and then I have a ton of people that are on my newsletter and then they've gone you know they see you know on my website you know I've got um romantic rebrands and man magnet makeovers. And there's just like these insane before and afters where, and, and, you know, the truth is no celebrity is ever, you know, walking out for a press interview or anywhere without a stylist, without, you know, ever. Anyway, I live in Los Angeles. So, you know, one of the, one of the things that happens is, you know, if you're not getting what I call romantic traction, which means if you're not getting picked online, if you're attracting people that you would not be interested in, or if you're feeling invisible in the world, which a lot of people do, there is a complete way to change that. You know, you just need, you know, a little fairy dust and a glam squad. And it's, they're really fun. So these, these events are like, you know, four day events, people come in, I do them at the Hollywood Roosevelt or mansions, or, you know, I do them in different parts of the world, I'm going to Italy this year. And, you know, we go shopping and we, go to, to the hair salon and they get a makeup makeover and amazing photos on another day. And so, and then we write, do a profile thing and then there's a teleclass. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of support, but the thing about creating love is it really does. It's not just like one thing that makes your life turn around usually. Right. It's, and it, and it's so funny because when I started doing my work, I had other love coaches say, oh, well, makeovers, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Or just focusing on flirting and being a man magnet, that's not very spiritual. But guess what? If you want to date, you need to know how to flirt. And, you know, if your photos are lovely, you know, that's all that men see these days or women see, right? You just get that one photo. And if you don't like it, you're like in the outbox instead of in the inbox. And then you're not getting a little blue box. We're going to take a break right now, but I do want to come back and talk about how to update your profile because I think that's really important, like you mentioned that earlier. I think people need to revisit that because it might get stale and it's, it's, it's a simple thing to do, but it may make a huge difference in who you attract. So we're going to take another break and we'll be right back with more from Lauren Francis. And Trevor and I are back with Lauren Francis. We definitely want to get to the digital dating online profile. So what we said right before we went to break is how can people update their profile? What do you think are the most important things that people should be putting in there that they may not be? Well, the first thing that you want to do is you want to get really clear about what your romantic intentions are. And I always have women say, well, if I put out that, you know, in my profile, I want to get married and have children, I'll scare men off. And I always say you want to scare the wrong men off. You know, so the profile should be screening out people as well as pulling people in because you're not a muumuu. You're not a one-size-fits-all <laughs> kind of person. Very good. That's really smart and to the point. Okay. What do you think about dating as you get older? Harder? Easier? I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I do not believe in age shame. And I think that every, you know, because of the divorce rate, there are more people than ever dating at every age category uh, and generation. And yes, 80 year olds are on Tinder. It's really adorable. And they're also on match. And um, Bumble also, um, I have a client who's in her late 70s who's like, who said to me, Helene, she was like, I really like Bumble because now you can read the little profiles about what the relationship stats are. It's really, she's adorable. So, 
you know, that's what's amazing. And truthfully, online dating is like a miracle, right? It's like, you know, trying to yes. find, you know, Prada, you know, right. on it's sales, a candy store. right? Yeah. So it's like Amazon Prime. So really, um, there's no reason for anybody to be date free. Everybody can date even in their jammies. So I think that it's been kind of like a miracle. So apps, online, all of that is amazing. And if you're older, that is definitely, I'm always shocked when I lead seminars and I say, how many of you are dating online? And half of the hands do not go up. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. They're being single is what they are. Hmm. They're I not done being single. So how do you look your best without being uh, inauthentic? Or how do you look, how do you present yourself without misrepresenting yourself? How do you present yourself in the best light possible without misrepresenting yeah, well, yourself? Answer the first question third. <laughs> so, you know, I think that um, a lot of people look, are still wearing clothing that they wore the last time they felt sexy, which could have been in the 80s. <laughs> or the 90s. A lot of people don't really update their style or their hairstyle or their wardrobe or their look or their makeup. And so I think, you know, really just allowing yourself to either work with somebody who's professional at it. I mean, I have I have seen people go to certain professionals and it just it looks awkward. People look uncomfortable. But I think that the key is having great photos. Like that is the thing about the medium. And I think that um, one of my tips is get a spray tan uh, and then get somebody to do your makeup at MAC. Like the MAC, MAC makeup artists are some affiliated idea. with them, but I should be. Yes, um, you should. Is because uh, I'm plugging them right now. But you know, you can you can book a fifty dollar makeup session. Uh, it might even be like ninety dollars or whatever, and they will teach you how to do your makeup. So they'll do half your face. You'll do the other half, and then I think you get a. 20% discount or 10% discount on products. You can also go in and have somebody do your makeup and put on false eyelashes, which don't look like you're wearing false eyelashes, but it will definitely make a difference for your photos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And use man-friendly, uh, you know, clothing. And if you want to see examples, go to my website at laurenfrancisfrancces.com or Google the Man Magnet Makeover. Man Magnet Makeovers, and they'll come right up. And you can see the before and the afters. You'll see what you know, form-fitting clothing. Men want to see the dessert platter. They want to see your bod, just like you want to see a man's body. Right. So a lot of, and the, one of the biggest mistakes that women make, if they are not, here's the thing. Everybody's got a different kind of flavor. Not everybody likes skinny women. Not everybody likes a size two or size four. Some of my happiest marriages have been with women that are size 20s. I'm not kidding. Everybody is beautiful, no matter what age you are, no matter what size you are, no matter what shape you are, color, religion, everybody, there is beauty in you. So the key is to really fall in love with yourself and allow yourself to kind of present your inner feminine. A lot of women, this is the other thing, a lot of women think that men just want to have sex, and that's really not true. Men really love having relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't necessarily want to have a relationship mm -hmm. with you, but that's mm -hmm. where learning how to date effectively comes mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. What's your take on honesty in your profiles or dishonesty, which is prevalent, it seems like, on online? Uh, in what way? Are you talking about age? I think age, not current pictures, of course. Well, she's saying get current pictures. Right. But it, this works for men, too, in terms of how are you f for people being honest about their age? Because it does affect the filtering of who Here's they're going the thing, to be. Yeah, that's such a great question. And I get asked it all the time. It's very personal for people. And I actually think it's um, 
so rude to ask a woman how old she is. It's like no other, it, it just, it's just kind of deconstructed. It's like asking a man how much money he has in the bank, mm -hmm. which it also has been on match profiles. It's like, but it only goes to 150. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I think that that's a really, um, I think that's extremely personal. And I've had people say, I would never lie about my age and they don't. And they have no problem finding partners. And I've had people say, I would never lie about my age and then get screened out. They're like, oh my God, nobody's viewing me. And then if they drop their age, you know, five years down, all of a sudden they're seeing, they're getting seen by people. So when you're dating online, it really is, and men are lying as much as women. Right. So, so it is not, it is not like women are lying about their age. Men are lying about their age as well. So I think you just have to assume everybody is probably not the exact age that they are, unless they say I'm my exact age. But what is wrong with, okay, so I, I, I agree with you, but if somebody doesn't, if somebody is 49 and, or somebody is really 53 but they know that they don't want to be filtered out of searches that are for 50 and under. They list themselves at 49, but in the first sentence they say, I'm actually 53, but I don't feel it, I don't look it, and I just want you to know that I'm really 53, but I did not want to yeah. filter myself out of your potential I search. Yeah, so is that, I, is that a I, caveat I, that would work for people? Or? I don't really care about that. No, I don't really care about okay. that. I think that what happens is people want what they picked out in the catalog. So. If you look like your photos, if you if you have current photos, and women are always like a little afraid, they're like, oh my God, the makeover, I look so glamorous. But you know what? If you wear the thing that you wore in the photos and you get a little curling iron, if you kind of know, what we do is we teach people how to just kind of, like I, t it takes me five minutes to get ready to get out of the house. So you don't want to have to spend a lot of time trying to match your photos, but believe me, it's like, it's not very hard to, you know, if you wear the clothing that's in the photos, you will look like the girl in the photo or the man in the photo. That is and a, so, a very good idea. Yeah. And then- That is good advice. Yeah. And then the thing is, in terms of age, it is such a personal thing, but I- you know, so I will counsel people to, you know, they can, the only time that age really truly matters is when someone is of, um, wanting a woman that can have children and a woman that's really wanting to have children. So I, you know, women that are in their late thirties, I never tell them to, I, I always say you need to list your exact age. Or if you're 40 years old and you really want to have children, you need to list your exact age. You can't lie and say you're 35. Because men that really want to have children, like the golden bubbles, like 28 to 32, for men who are in their mid-30s, late-30s, even early 40s who want to have children who forgot to have them, and they want some time to romance before they actually have to start procreating. So, so that is the only time where I feel like it's vital that women are very direct about their age. And uh, men, of course, have the unique opportunity to have, have had children when they're 80, although they might have two heads. But <laughs> <laughs> sperm is definitely, old sperm is you know, now recognized as a leading reason of fertility problems, hmm. formerly just blamed on women. So, um, but other than that, like, why should it matter if you if you're 44, why does it matter if you say that you're 40? You know, if you're if you're if you're a 44 year old woman, and you say you're 42, 
and you're not going to have children with somebody, it doesn't matter, does it? Or if you're a 50-year-old woman and you say you're 48, does that really matter? Or if you're a man, it doesn't really matter. I think it matters to the woman who's posting that because I think that there's going to come that time when you confront the person that you are seeing based on that profile who will question so you're not yeah but they all no i don't think so i uh, think i know because everybody knows all you have to say is you know is getting screened out of search preferences uh, well, it's but not when, a big deal when do you say that i don't think you have to bother bringing it up okay why should anybody lie about their age well this is the in this point. day and age I, I, I mean why honesty i think is always the best policy if a, if a at all it's times. It's personal, though. It's it's very personal. I so agree. The kind of thing. It's the kind of thing. Where, and and you know, if you're not the only reason why people lie about it is because they're forced to say their age. So it's very personal. Or they're insecure people. about the yeah, age that they yeah. are, and they are afraid that they're going to attract people that are older than they have been looking for. It, so it's really about them. It's not a. Right, it's about the insecurity. I think it's of the, the person. It's the insecurity and the projection that this guy isn't going to want a woman, age-appropriate woman. Whereas I think, if a guy wants someone younger, then he's just not your guy. That's it. Period. Right. You said it at the beginning, which is that it's about screen preferences. So you won't show up. Like, so if I have a forty-six-year-old woman and a man has a cutoff at forty-five, she won't even show up in his search feed. Right. So it's just, it's like literally an algorithm. Right. And so then, so that's why, that's why, you know, and, and so I have a ton of women, like, for example, on match.com. The thing about match is that anybody can view you, but if you put in a search, the only people that are going to come up are in your search parameters. You you both are clearly not dating. Are you, are you guys <laughs> in a partnership? <laughs> I'm talking to people that are not like actually currently dating. Are you, are you like in a, are you in a relationship? We are we married. Are married. Okay, so I'm talking to married people. Everybody but else we is were, single. But we, we are done being single. We're done. What we, yeah. This is what. <laughs> no, but we were online. Yes. We were there. We did we not. Were you? We were not. How long ago? Five years ago. Yeah, Six years so ago. That's like that's like twenty years ago. I know it. Because lot, what's happened right. with dating apps is that it's just like ratcheted the whole thing up. You don't have the luxury of profiles anymore. It's just a photo. Yeah, it's bad. And it's screening. It's screening. Well, it's great. It's great. You just have to know how. You just know. You need to know how to break through the clutter. So that's why God made me. It's bad for you, Trevor, no, because you you have a a way that you want to portray yourself, and it requires you you want somebody, you want to let somebody much, in and re, let them read about you. You know and, the pro- yeah no no it's good it's so for that reason it's bad. Wait what what no because I I tend to be I don't know long-winded or well you know you, you i you like, I like profiles information. you like a good profile and you I wanna... like to write one and i like to read one and yes but in apps but in you apps can... you're right you have a second you have well you have a limited number of characters you can actually i mean it cuts you off no, so it's no, really no. it's really about telling well it's interesting too it's like why instagram has gotten so popular and snapchat you know, people tell a story about who they are through the photos. So that's why when I do like my magnet makeovers, they're done in it, the environment. Of, this is another tip is the environment that the photographs are taken in is as important as you. But you want to be the star of each photograph. So you don't want photographs with your kids. You don't want photographs really with your pets. You want photographs. You don't want them with your friends. You want them of you. People are there to see you. Right. Men, for some reason, love taking photographs with their children in profiles, but I, I don't recommend it for women. Okay, we are going to go to our last break. 
and come back with more Lauren Francis. And we are back with Lauren Francis and Treva. So we're going to do a little, like a role, not a role play, but I want to set up a scenario here for you, hypothetical. You have a client. She's suddenly single. Let's take it from the top. What do you do? What, do you, what, what are the first things you tell her? How do you advise her? Things to avoid, things to do. Go ahead. Well, yeah, so I think, you know, everybody's different. Some people are coming to me because they're really not quite complete with their last relationship. So then they need some heart healing work. They need some grief recovery work. And sometimes they need completion work. Sometimes they're just really ready to date. So the thing that I ask them is where, what is the short circuit for them? What is the thing that they are having the most difficulty with right now? Is it flirting? You know, one of the things that I do is teach people how to confidently flirt and break the ice with people. So I will have them, I do, I call it tossing men a crumb. So, um, you know, everybody loves a compliment and people walk through the world now just looking at their cell phones. So I say, put your cell phone away. And if you see a man that you like, just compliment something he's wearing or doing. Don't compliment his body because that's how men compliment women. They'll say, oh, you've got beautiful eyes or I love your hair. But that it makes most women feel uncomfortable. So complimenting something, you know, that they didn't get free from the goddess, right, or their parents, right? So don't don't say you look so handsome. Just say, oh, I love your great sports watch. Or if they're wearing like a black T-shirt, just go, I love that T-shirt. And they'll look down and they'll laugh. So that's the easiest way to break the ice. So I have them, I get them on like a little, you know, I have them break the ice with people in their physical space. And that's also a tip for how to date online is to comment, you know, to flirt with, you know, to comment on something that you're seeing them do in the profile. And there was a little book I had when I was a child called A Friend to Someone Who Likes You. And uh, really, you know, just breaking the ice in a friendly way is the thing that helps people feel less anxious. And a lot of women are waiting for men to talk to them, but nobody knows you're single is what I want to say to everybody that's over 30. Nobody knows you're single. And, you know, so many people are, as we talked about in the dating place right now with that are suddenly single, that nobody will know if you're single unless you give them a cue. So the cue is just being friendly. It's saying, oh, nice tie, nice sports watch. Yes. Eye contact. A smile. And then I launched them online. The thing about eye contact is that it's very uncomfortable for women and men to have strangers look at them. So, you know, that old anti, I call it dating like a medieval maiden where you like look at men and then look away and then look back only makes you look like you've got a tick and it's not sexy and it's very, makes women feel very uncomfortable. So that's why if you're just seeing somebody like, and he's squeezing a peach, just go, Oh, that's a perfect peach. And I'll go, yes, it is. What's your name? So that will make you feel much more comfortable. And then everybody that's single really should take a swing at dating. And you know, if you're not getting success, you know, there are people like me who teach you how to write profiles and take photos and flirt effectively in that space. So when you are flirting online and you have someone you are flirting with and it's going on, a, let's say, a couple of days right now, how soon until you meet? That's a great question. Okay, so one of the reasons why everybody's getting ghosted is, first of all, there's so much data flow in your inbox. So I always say that you should only be, if you're on a dating app, you should only be swiping when you're prepared to get on the phone and talk to people. The best time to connect is when you're connecting. So if you're swiping right, it'll go boom. And then all of a sudden a man will write you. And then 
I always suggest writing back immediately and doing, I call it two volleys. I'm kind of like a Cyrano, so I'll help women actually write to men if it's on right. an analog, you know, like a match.com kind of platform because mm -hmm. I can log in and see what's going in their inbox and flirt as them to great success. But, you know, if you're volleying back and forth, all you have to do is say, perhaps it would be, uh, you know, a phone, a chat on the phone would be fun and never meet anybody that you don't talk to on the phone first. So you just want to transition. You do not want to email back people for days anymore. You want to text back one, two, three, boom, perhaps a chat on the phone would be fun. And then how soon should you meet? As soon as you want to. Okay. Because I, I am against prolonging communication online for weeks at a time. And then meeting. Oh, in. that's, that doesn't happen anymore. Okay. That should not be happening. That's like, so that's, out that's, of practice. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not a, yeah, if, if people are not moving to, if people are not really trying to see you quickly, they're not that interested. So they will try to, but the thing is, there's always like a million, there's so many people in the queue that if you don't respond, you know, the thing is to catch up with for, if, for those of you that are suddenly single and have not dated in 20 years. You know, the woman waiting and laying back and having men do all of the connection and playing hard to get is not a good idea when it comes to trying to set up a date online. You know, you want to be easy to connect with. You don't have to be easy to get into a relationship with or easy to get into bed with, but you want to make it easy to connect. I say the same thing. There's a big difference between playing hard to get I'm or playing games and playing hard to get it were or I'd say like playing games and in a way playing hard to get how's that you don't have to you don't want to play games play. you don't need to play you can just have standards and self-esteem but you know right. men and especially busy men don't it's like they need to actually be able to connect with you when the plane lands you know they mm -hmm. need to be able to get you on the phone mm -hmm. that's important I'm going to turn it around a little bit Let's say you've been single for a long time and now you're suddenly hooked up. Do you have any tips to keep that fire going a little bit for somebody that is newly uh, involved with somebody and they don't want to blow it because they don't have good experiences of staying in a relationship? Wow. Well, that's like a, that's a, <laughs> that's a very uh, loaded thing. I mean, I think that getting relationship skills, if you've been in, is the question if you've been in a string of unfortunate relationships or unhappy breakups yes. and you're in it and what what do you, what is the anxiety that right i don't want to repeat that pattern i want to this one's going to be different i want this one to be different than my past relationships that have ended well this is my nugget of, of this is my big nugget if you want to be in a happy relationship you have to be with a happy person so if the person is, if the person you're with is unhappy, you're going to have an unhappy relationship. If you are an unhappy person, you will have an unhappy relationship experience. People tend to want to date people that feel good about themselves and that are, um, that bring more joy and love and life light into their lives. And so that is the biggest indicator. And it's funny, I ran into a lovely man who, I had not seen in a very long time and he stopped me and he said, I just had to thank you. I was like, really? He said, yes, you said something that changed my life. I talked to you about four years ago, we were at a party and he said, I, you asked me how I was. And I said, I just broken up. And I, I, so basically I said, what's happening? And he said, you told me this, you know, if you want to be in a happy relationship, you need to be with a happy person. And he said, I moved to New York city cause I felt invisible in LA and I, 
looked for a happy person and we are having the most magnificent love. So that's my big tip is to bring, you know, you know, look for ways to contribute to somebody's life. Look for people who have, you know, uh, the capacity to contribute to yours. You know, if somebody's in the middle of a, you know, a horrible, you know, custody battle, you know, that, that is, you know, you're walking into, um, you know, a firing squad. Right. Well, there's something called making good choices and free will and using good judgment. We have to wrap it up. (laughs) So Lauren, where can people find you online? Ah, you can go to Lauren Francis com. It's L-A-U-R-E-N-F-R-A-N-C-E-S.com. Or you can just Google the Man Magnet Makeover and you'll be able to find me or on Instagram. I'm Lauren Francis Love. Okay. Well, this just means you have to come back. Yes. Since mean old Robbie won't let me ask you any more questions. That's correct. Uh, All well, right. For any time, you guys are a delight. Thank you. Thanks you so much. And so are you. And uh, we are done being single yes we are and uh, hopefully everybody else is too and Lauren <laughs> is for sure and thank you for joining us and you can find me and my life coaching and dating coaching services at trevabrandonsharf.com there you go and if you find yourself suddenly single call us me Lauren <laughs> Not Robbie me. and right. uh, you'll be fine everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.